Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, go for it. Good morning, good evening, good evening. <laughs> good morning, everyone. It's me, the Girl Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News. And we give you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. And check out our sponsors, uh, RemainCom.net. Uh, if you have collection issues and collectors are after you, they're threatening to kidnap your kids and hold them as ransom. Or you want to learn how to trade cryptos, get into cryptos, learn cryptos, go to thecryptoschool.io. And as well as mycbdedibles.com, if you need some CBDs, uh, that's in uh, the delicious chocolate peanut butter Buckeyes. You have those uh, pecan almond truffles, the absolutely tasty and smooth CBD coffee beans, which I eat raw, by the way. It's actually really quite delicious. Anything you want, they got mycbdedibles.com. And with that being said, we have our special guest with us today, Tatiana Rose. Tatiana, what's going on? I'm great. You guys are making me hungry with these pictures of these little uh, chocolates. You you really need to try some. CJ, send it. I am willing to try some. Fine. If you if you force me to, I will try some. C, CJ will send you a, a, a sample. You'll, you'll love it. I will do it. Tatiana. All right. I'm in. I, I'm, I'm sold on this. This is a good deal. I'll, I'll bring, talk about I'll it on my Chicago. podcast. Like I'll bring them. some Chicago at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. There you go. Are you going to join us? We're going to Chicago at the end of the month. For what? I, uh, I just woke a, up. Oh, <laughs> my alarm well, didn't go off, folks. I'm still like nursing my coffee. What's going there's on here? Lot, there's been a lot going on this morning since you Jeez. since you got on. We already planned out a potential live stream. We got to talk to the conference organizers, but there's an event called Voice of the Blockchain in Chicago, August mm. uh, 24th to 26th. I like Chicago. I don't know. Y'all should cool. come. 24th to, uh, 24th to the 26th. Yep, and that's when I'm going to get my candies. Your candies? The candies from you guys, the chocolates. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The chocolate peanut butter Buckeyes. Yes, those are quite delicious. Uh, not, they look delicious. It's it's a little bit unfair. I know I'm trying not to eat any dairy or gluten because I have a gig in, in next week and I want to, you know, clean up my act. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think I can eat real chocolate right now. But by the end of the month, I won't be doing that stupid thing anymore. So I'll be eating it. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for it as a as a reward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I awesome. think that's a good idea. Good deal. Tatiana, where do you want to begin? As I'm still nursing my coffee and trying to get my bearings straight. Um, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of action. I don't know. Um, you know, usually I'm doing a lot of crypto stuff and I'm still doing crypto stuff. You know, I'm my company, Crypto Media Hub, we're growing, we're adding things to websites and stuff, you know. Um but I mean, I guess I'm most excited about the album because I'm going back into the studio again. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I haven't, um, you know, I released Keep the Faith last year in 2017, but really that's been recorded for quite a while longer. So it'll be my first studio record in a, in a while. And I started writing all these songs. I mean, I've been writing the past few years, but 
just lately there's been this whole flood of everything and um it's been so exciting um and i even booked a gig because i normally you know i'm traveling all over the world people are always saying oh when are you going to play new york i used to play a ton of gigs in new york but i'll tell you it's really worthless new york is a terrible place to play no one ever comes uh no one cares it's very demoralizing and um you of course you don't make any money that's like silly to even expect and it's a lot of work for for not much of a reward uh that being said i'm going to be playing rockwood uh music hall which is a really known um singer songwriter venue in the city it's really well known actually and i'm super excited because i'm going to be playing and i'm bringing my uh musical partner slash engineer producer we write songs together and stuff and he's my friend will and he's going to be accompanying me so normally it's me playing the guitar and i don't know i'm a pretty sucky guitar player uh, I mean, passable, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it does the job, but it's not like, oh wow, she really rips. No, that's not really what's going on. Um, but Will is so good, and it's really going to free me up to actually have this like musical creativity. So I don't know. Um, it's really nice to be focusing a little bit more on music. I mean, now Crypto Media Hub's kind of chugging along. We're getting the team kind of together, and the goal of me setting that up is just so I can really do more music stuff and just have you know a source of income and another way of interacting with the community but i mean the music is is really where my heart is so it's nice to be getting back to that tatiana if you ever need backup vocals b and i are here for you that's really great <laughs> we should do that i'm in we'll, we'll get some rehearsal in in chicago <laughs> sounds great <laughs> yeah well somebody has to sing the high parts you know in case i lose my voice it gets like grassy i'll stay down low <laughs> <laughs> like I think like an Axel Rose thing is really what's needed at the top. <laughs> um yeah, so then uh I'll try my best Freddie Mercury. Uh oh well I am a huge Freddie Mercury fan. Um big queen queen lover. Uh but then yeah, so then I'm going to Chicago, then I'm going on this really cruise cool cruise. Uh there's two cruises actually coming up. Um so Coinbanks is having this Mediterranean cruise. I've never been to Barcelona before, so I'm gonna go to Poland then Barcelona and um, you know, we're going from Barcelona to Monaco and then to Ibiza. And then I'm just gonna veg out in Barcelona, which sounds ridiculously cool. And all of this is for crypto stuff. So it's business, but is it? <laughs> and, then, um, and then I'm gonna go down to Italy um, for, I'm doing a talk and a performance at a, a little bit of a different kind of conference called Heroes. And it's in this little tiny town in Italy. So my next few months are going to be really exciting. And then for people who don't want to go anywhere, there's an online conference of crypto rock stars. So that'll be fun. I know it's on my website, but I think that they may have changed the dates. So I don't know. People double check it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool things happening for, for the year. And then I'll be seeing Naomi Brockwell. Did you guys ever interview Naomi? We did. Yeah. Oh, at Freedom cool. Fest. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, no, she's my girl. Um, And I don't really get to hang out with her very often, but um, a great admirer of her work and, and uh, enjoyer of time with her. So she's coming on the Contra Krugman cruise, which is of course Tom Woods and Bob Murphy and where they make fun of uh, Paul Krugman, which is, you know, my favorite, well, one of my, one of my favorite hobbies. And uh, yeah, so Paul it's gonna be a really a fun year. Oh yes, he's a real genius. <laughs> I have a t-shirt of him. I was gonna wear it today, but I, I opted against it. Um, oh, it says, uh, Bitcoin is evil by Paul Krugman. That's a quote by him. <laughs> what does he look like? Uh, you know, Krug, the thing with Krugman, he always looks like he, he's, he has like a, I don't know, like a, like a piece of cat turd. 
right in, uh, like right between his his upper lip and his nose, and he's well, he well, like yeah. Like I think he looks like the dad in Alvin and the Chipmunks. If there was a chipmunk dad, and he had a turd on his face. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Um, yeah, so, but I mean, we don't need to make fun of what he looks like. I never like doing that because I think that's just. Well, I make fun I of like that, that what he looks like because of his, his uh, of his insanity. Ideas are stupid. He's a dummy. That that we could say. I mean, maybe he, he's not he, a he won a Nobel one, Prize. But... Right. So then, how do you explain that? So is he just a shill? Is he misinformed? Is he like what would be the justification? Because I think he's probably IQ wise maybe smarter than me, but like I think I have a better understanding of economics than him. Not yep. to pit myself against Krugman. But um, I don't know. I mean, I think Bob Murphy, you know, you know, Bob Murphy, he tried to challenge him once to a to like a debate and they raised, I think, over one hundred fifty thousand dollars that they were going to give to a homeless shelter if Krugman debated him. I actually don't like debating. I think debating is super scary, but I like having friends that can do it. And I would have liked to have seen that one. Yeah. But if you can't see the debate and you want to come hang with me and Naomi, y'all should come to the Krugman cruise. (laughs) <laughs> the Krugman cruise. <laughs> yeah, well, it's called Contra Krugman because it's Contra against. Krugman. Got it, Contra Cruz. I like it. I like it a lot. From the Contrarians. Exactly. Well, they've got they they've got a whole podcast based around it. And Who when knew? is this again? When is this cruise? September. Uh, that one's in October. October. So the the one in Europe for my European friends and people who want an excuse to not work. Uh, I mean, get work done while working on a cruise ship. Um, it's the, uh, September seventh to the eleventh. Got it. September yeah. 7th. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, that's been going on. And then, um, I don't know, I had, I you know, I've been trying to get you guys on the, or at least V on my podcast, but he's too cool for school. He keeps canceling on me. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you can do uh, any time between, well, let's say Monday. Hey, what, you, have, you have a podcast today? No. Okay. What about Monday? No, it's hard for me to schedule my podcast. I don't know. I got to talk to my assistant. We're going to schedule them out. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, you let me know. And listen, I'll do anytime between. You should do a live stream from my podcast, from my show, actually. That's what you should do. Then okay. I would forgive you for not coming to my uh, podcast the eight times that you were booked. <laughs> <laughs> I totally am. Don't let the public know. No, but you know what? The the nice thing about being blonde and kind of giggly is you can throw people under the bus. There you go. And they (laughs) They laugh about it regardless. No, but I mean, all joking aside, I I really want you guys to, you know, or at least UV, you can't come to Jay. But, but, you know, um, to the show in New York, I think that'll be fun. I never say. I think I'm going to videotape it. When is this New York thing? Because I'm still, the, 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 the coffee's still percolating in, in, into the my coffee, brain. The coffee's got to hit you, you know? The coffee's uh, August, still trying to August get to, to my brain. I'll be playing in the Lower East Side at Rockwood. August 9th, it's a Thursday. At 7 o'clock, it's very early. You can still go to bed by late 10. Oh, that's perfect. what I'll be doing. No, I won't be doing that. That'll be my, uh, my birthday's actually over the weekend. But, you know, that's, that's my, like, uh, excuse to get people to come out. I'm nervous about it, you know. I I do a lot of crypto gigs and that's fun and stuff, but um, but a music gig is a whole different experience. So it's gonna be it's gonna be like my olden days. Because somebody was saying that I had never played New York. I'm like, oh, contraire, mon frere. I was playing Manhattan when I was 16. Like, oh, what you said about New York is true. It's, it's, people. It's, it's brutal out there. It, it's, nobody gives rats. 
well, in Manhattan, know, nobody cares. You probably, might, I, don't I don't know, maybe you got might have a better shot in like Brooklyn, like the whole uh, the the yuppie area of Brooklyn, the the trendy you know area. What? Of Brooklyn. It's just like a circle jerk. Okay, I probably shouldn't say it that way, but I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm I'm anti Brooklyn. I'm actually my friend is thinking about giving me her apartment or lending me her apartment or something, and I'm vaguely considering it, but. I don't know, man. When I go to, I, I go and record over by Bedford Avenue, and you know, you see all the construction over there. One day, I literally just took a picture of all the garbage everywhere, and I was gonna post it online, but I thought that that would be negative. But I wanted to say, like, is this what everybody's talking about with how great Brooklyn is? Like a trash dump. That's what it looked like. So, <laughs> you know, I, I I won't go to Brooklyn. It's too far from New Jersey, except for for recording and and rare occasions. Got it. I don't know why I just randomly had to talk trash on Brooklyn because people don't have to go there to see my gig. They can just go to Manhattan where all the cool people go and uh, where it's only one bridge for anyone coming instead of two for me. Is it really one bridge? Yeah, it is one bridge. Yeah, if you're coming from Brooklyn, anybody coming in, Manhattan is the center. It's the center for a reason. Right. Brooklyn to New Jersey is very, very far. Um, So, anywho, enough about that. yeah, I had Lynn Ulbricht on the show. I know you guys had her on. When was the last yeah. time you guys talked to her? Uh, three, four months ago, I think it was. Yeah, it's been, it's been a few months, but there's been a lot of updates. Recently. Yeah, what's the latest what's going on with Ross? Yeah, so I'll fill you in. Um, if people want to check it out, like the TatianaShow.com is, uh, is I actually made a new website. Um, but yeah, I just had Lynn on, and she was talking because there's so much going on with um, – with the case, even though it's like dead in the water from a legal perspective, um, you know, they're doing an appeal. They're doing a change petition on change.org. They have, I think, over 50,000 people that already signed and people keep signing. Like, so when you sign, you can donate a few dollars. And I think that that helps promote it. I never did a, I never did an ROI on that, but yeah, as you can see on the article on the screen, uh, Reason Magazine, who's done excellent coverage on this, like probably, in my opinion, the best coverage on the Silk Road trial. Um, Brian Doherty's uh, really great with this. Um, he did uh, Russell Bricks murder for hire. Charges are dropped by the government. And what's interesting is, is that in the judge's, um, what do you call it, sentencing, you know, he's begging for his life, saying, I'll never do it again. Not only did she cite his political views, but she also cited the alleged murder for hire, stating that he's a danger to society. Even though he was convicted on all nonviolent charges, she used these allegations, these charges that were never brought to trial, that were now dropped by the government, to justify this long sentence. They even referenced it in the uh, appeals uh, opinion from the New York Appellate Court, which is like one level up from the court that he was in. Now, the Supreme Court said, no, we're not going to do anything. But that's crazy because he was literally sentenced with these judge-found facts that are now being dropped by the government itself. So it's pretty crazy. But what's also crazy is that there's literally nothing they can do. I don't understand the legal system at all. And, you know, you have to hear Lynn explain it because you would think that with something like that, that, oh, we'll just let him out. That means that, you know, they should re-look at it. But it's not that easy. So at this point, I think it's really a battle um, on the ground, like where we're trying to get all the people to really understand what happened here and potentially use that as a match to light a, a larger conversation where people are talking about the drug war and the prison industrial complex overall and basically how we have human trafficking with the 
penal system here. I mean, everybody's making money off of it. There's so many people that benefit from it and it's just terrifying. But I think that Ross's story is a great way to sort of start that conversation because it's just so egregious and it is very, you know, interesting. It's an interesting case. So if we've got people's attention, it should be used for something bigger. Look, as we're as we're broadcasting almost 50,000 people, we've got 49,225 people and it goes up every couple seconds. So if people are listening, maybe even during this episode, we can get up to 50,000, I don't know. Uh, people can definitely share that. And then also Ross has a Twitter account, which is crazy. Like um, he, uh, he has been tweeting, it's a verified tweets from him. Um, so if that's real Ross U, you can see some tweets on there. I mean, they're tweets, right? So you're not going to get like a full meet, but you know, the family is putting together a really detailed case history. And that's going to be really useful to journalists that actually want to report on it in an accurate way versus something like Nick Bilton, who just wrote a fictional book and just made a bunch of money out of sensational nonsense. Um, so I feel like I'm missing a few things regarding the family and, and everything that they're going through, but, um, whatever. I mean, people can, can go to freeross.org they can go to change.org and sign the petition. Um, and as always, you know, thanks guys for letting me talk about it and share this stuff with your listeners. Cause it's up to us to spread the word. God knows that, yeah. in, you know, mainstream media is going to talk about it. Like it's, you know, like he's Satan or something. Meanwhile, child molesters and murderers are getting out after, you know, a couple of months. It's like ridiculous. Tatiana, so, one of the main sticking points for, you know, even the prosecution was this alleged murder for hire that's now has been completely, the charges have been dropped. Totally. I'm, that's what I'm I, saying. I, I'm not really understanding how is this. And that was one of the arguments that people said, well, yeah, but, you know, on on his, his Silk Road that, you know, people were being hired to go murder people and everything. He's been, those charges have been completely dropped against them. And when you look at some of the other people who were also prosecuted in the Silk Road, they serve much less sentences than, than Ross. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, no, it's completely ridiculous. Like the second guy who founded this second Silk Road, he did time served. Guess how much the time served was? Five years. 16 days. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I remember looking it up and being like, what in the freaking world? People should look up that fact because I looked it up and I still don't believe that at one point, you know, like, how could they only give him that amount of time? Maybe he copped a plea, but Ross didn't have a plea option. They told him, if you take the plea, you could still get life. It's like, oh, that's a great deal. <laughs> you know? You should take uh, it. To so, take the plea, you can still get life. <laughs> it's insanity. We'll only give you one life sentence instead of two and a half. You want to know something? I think the more I look at the whole Silk Road thing, the more I'm thinking is that Ross was so early in the game with what he was doing with the Silk Road that they were absolutely terrified because he himself created a perfect interference-free marketplace with absolute privacy. Absolute well, it anonymity. wasn't perfect, you know. Well, yeah, it wasn't exactly. It didn't go that well. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but in the sense that, you know, he had this thing going, and um, and all of a sudden he gets locked up for all this stuff. Charges are dropped, but he's still serving two life sentences plus 40 years. I mean, are, are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. And then some guy. No matter makes... what you think of the drug war, that's right. freaking insanity. Come mm -hmm. on now. But it's extremely threatening to the system. And I, I always posited right. that that's the reason why it was such a big deal. Look, Schumer was on the you know banking committee. Bitcoin's going up. And this isn't a good right. look for them. So. Exactly. 
you know, and another guy who did a, 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 a the the second version of the Silk Road, but he goes to prison for like sixteen days and he's out, and that and that that site is still functioning. I don't know if that site is functioning. I mean, look, they they use it as a. I I don't think honeypot's quite the right word, but I love that expression. <laughs> um, they use it, you know, as a way to lure people in, get intel. They let it kind of function, and they use it to figure out what's going on. You know, it's like their ear on the streets. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, it's interesting because now there's come a point where I think we really can talk a lot more about Ross, like as a story, and I hope that the family can tell a little bit more of the accurate story because it's been so distorted by the media and certain aspects have also been muzzled because of Ross's incarceration. But I wonder, you know, what's going to be that thing that really people connect with? Is it that there's this egregious sentence that this is just a kid that got railroaded by the system and like, this is just crazy? Or is it the larger argument of the Silk Road actually did a good service for humanity? Drugs are an essential like a, a an unavoidable part of the human condition like as long as people are alive they're going to seek ways of numbing the pain it's just human nature come on you know if you're not like you know smoking a joint you're you're doing something else to distract yourself you're eating you're drinking like the 50 million other things i don't have to list everybody's addictions for them um but i wonder if we can use this as as is this the point in, in society where we start wondering what is the efficacy of the drug war overall and is it better to reduce the harm by having these peaceful voluntary solutions where there's some quality control and where there's sort of you know people aren't like ostracized and and bringing violence into the street and are you know incentivizing vicious cartels i don't know this just seems like a and silk road is a great invention no doubt you know it was flawed but wouldn't it be great if the government would stop terrorizing us at least on this one point and and see that you know drugs are not going away maybe this might be a better way of, of dealing with those problems I mean, look at look at uh portugal they had so many drug overdoses and all this they made it legal and now they've you know one of the lowest rates of drug overdoses in the in on all of europe i mean these these types of changes seem to work yeah i mean it's you just, take the mystique out of the uh, out of drugs it's right. like it's like don't go into that cookie jar Ooh, i'm gonna go in the cookie jar it's yeah, that mentality that people have. <laughs> Say again. I'm still thinking about those cookies from before. Those CBD cookie jars. They're delicious. You got CJ. What's that? That, that shameless plug. No. The white chocolate pecan truffles. Yes, oh my but... god, that's the one. That is the one. The right. one. Hey, so let me ask you guys something. So, what's the deal with CBD? Are you allowed to? Um, like everybody can have CBD now, and yeah, and. Do you think that that's something that you get like nervous about with like state lines or anything, or are they not really administering that? Because I think you said that there were three states where it wasn't legal. The major, yeah. Well, the majority of product that you see with CBD, it it always has a stipulation that it it must contain less than three percent, point oh three percent of THC, and that's with most of the common product, which are the oils. So currently, I think there's only three states. Don't quote me on this, but I believe Utah. Kansas and one other one that doesn't allow any type of uh, CBD based. State, product, I'm not so. going to be visiting anytime soon. So, Let me ask yeah. you something. So CBD, right? I've, I've had a uh, Kevin McKernan on the show. He's really interesting. He does like medical genomics and stuff. And they have a, a thing called Canamed. It's a medical cannabis conference out in uh, California this year, actually also in October. Anyway. So um, have you guys noticed any kind of like, 
when people ask you about the efficacy of CBD, do you have certain studies that you send them to? Because some people will still say, oh, you guys are just potheads. Like I saw a really cool talk by some uh, football players talking about how it was really great for their pain and how it would help with their brain injuries and there seem to be studies. Are there any things that you guys like use, uh, like case studies that you use to kind of point people out to it? Because I mean, I'd be curious to do a little bit more research myself. So, you know, what made you want to do CBD as a, as a method of potentially helping people with different ailments? Well, here's the crazy part, you know, and unfortunately, because of the current FDA guidelines, you cannot really talk about CBD products and associate it with any type of of, of um, medical benefit or medical cure. The, <laughs> the FDA actually sent advisory letters last year to the top uh, three CBD oil manufacturers. So CW Hemp, Elixinol, because they were marketing their products for different medical medical treatments. And so they wow. sent them letters saying, hey, stop doing this. Because currently the only reason that CBD is allowed to be sold is strictly as a dietary supplement. And it's covered under the hemp farm bill that was covered, that was passed several years ago. Now, what the danger is right now, Tatiana, with the CBD industry is there's a play that's happening right now with the pharmaceutical industry that they are looking to, to deem CBD for its medical properties and potentially under FDA to take over that space, um, even though it's a natural. My blood boils. Boils. Uh, I know. I exactly. Yeah, it, like, exactly. I, I immediately want to like. I don't know, be violent or something. Not literally, relax NSA. Uh, that's terrible. Because, you know, I was just in California. And first of all, they're like locking all the small, the small guys they can't compete anymore. And there's a 15% tax on everything. So all the products have gotten way more expensive. And it's just like a drag. And I started thinking about it. You know, every time you go into one of those places, they take your ID, they take your information. I mean, is this not just another way of spying on people anyway? The whole thing, it's like, so what? Now you're just going to get 50% of the country, which is about how much, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that about like 25 to 50% of the company are using some form of country, are using some form of marijuana, like that's in a normal age range. I guess maybe that's not really an accurate statement. But anyway, my point is, is that they're just getting all these people's information. They're registering that they're using this. Like, do you have to register to get alcohol? You're more likely to punch somebody in the face if you've been drinking. You know well, what I mean? It's, yeah. it's the whole thing. It, I don't want them in. I prefer the lack of um, of problems legally where people are going to jail for this stuff. But man, just their filthy mitts and the Monsantos of the world getting involved in the cannabis industry is just sickening and terrifying. Well, real quick, really because you, real quick, because you asked a very important question, and that's regarding the education piece of it. Mm -hmm. So, sure. I, sorry for the I, tangent. I, I get I get several emails you know, each week asking specifically about where can I find out more information about CBD? I, I previously worked in the pharmacy industry. Literally, I have pharmacists, a couple of the local drugstores I go to, not because I'm buying drugs or anything like that, but I'm just in there and and they come out to me and they're like, hey, 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 I, I had a, they know what industry I'm in. They're like, I had a patient came in and they were asking about, about CBD oil and asking about prescriptions and, you know, how those could potentially, you know, interact. And, and I don't have any information. So the education piece of it is just huge right now. So oh, I, cool. I, the site that I recommend everyone go to is, uh, and we're not associated with it, all, with it at all. It's called projectcbd.org. 
And to me, I'm it's like the, the best site as far as everything from dosing. They have a beginner's guide. And there are some clinical studies that are listed there. Now, you ask, you know, are there recent studies? It, it is happening. There, there are studies being conducted right now. Uh, Israel is on the cutting edge of the top research. And that's, yeah, that's what I so saw. CBD and, and THC. But yeah, so for any of our listeners or for yourself, uh, go to my or to my project CBD, projectcbd.org. And just tons of information regarding uh, CBD. And it's where I go to. It's where I turn when there's something I need to look up or, or, or you know, it's a valuable resource. Well, I recommend that you guys uh, talk to Kevin McKernan on your show. He's super cool, down for the cause. And um, and they, they do medical testing. And I was really surprised at the limitations in the United States on their ability to even test medical marijuana, both like in, you know, THC, CBD, whatever across the spectrum because there's very small amounts of places that you can actually get it for testing. And then if that test sample has mold, you have to like reapply. It's a whole big drag. And I learned also, yeah, in Israel, they're really, really cutting edge. But what was really annoying was that we are sending money, our tax dollars to Israel to fund their research. It's like, well, wait, why are we sending it there? Can't we just do the research here? It's craziness. So I, I really liked that Kahneman uh, conference. I'm, I'm going to miss it because I'm going to be at Contra Krugman. Um, but Lynn Albrecht is actually going to be speaking there. Um, I don't know. Like they're they're just a cool cool way to kind of learn. Maybe you guys should uh, should think about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe you could live stream there. <laughs> anyway, cool. So um, I don't know. That's that's our that's my that's my take on that. It's wild what they're doing with these industries. That I don't know. You go. What do you guys think? You think we're going to win the? Are we going to win like mankind? <laughs> because sometimes it feels a little bit. Like the other side is is uh is winning. When you think about the way that they're just insidiously taking over, for example, this industry, you know. Well, it's I think, in part, that I think that when you look at it, I think there's a, a struggle right now. There's a battle to control information, and we're seeing that currently in in media. That when the truth is the enemy of the state, the truth is the enemy of the media. They have no ch choice but to try to control the information. So. We're witnessing that on every every social media platform, right? And then here recently, I've learned that one of the top educational websites that people are allowed to publish, you know, content, uh, videos, and everything that they completely removed all videos, all training programs related to uh, CBD and cannabis and hemp, and YouTube's doing the same thing. So we we there is a battle right now, and I think that's why you kind of feel that way that they're winning is because they're currently trying to control the narrative about everything. They're going to try to control that narrative that, you know, that, you know, CBD and, 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 you know, cannabis belongs only in the medical profession because the medical profession world has done so well the last 25 years. So they're going to try to control that information. I think that's what we're, we're witnessing right now. I was very proud yesterday uh, when I watched um, what's, uh, what's the, uh, the uh, presence, uh, Sarah Huckabee. Is it Sarah Huckabee? Oh, when she yeah. told off those people. Oh, I was so proud of her. There, if there was any defining moment, she's, she's the beast. first press secretary that's ever had to have Secret Service detail assigned to her. You know and what? No matter how you feel about Trump, people are crazy mean and psycho with with his administration. They need to slow down. It's crazy. They don't even behave like civilized humans. That lady was right. For yelling yes, at them. Yeah, yes, you know? absolutely. Because, you know, he was specifically asked, you know, do you side everything, exactly what you just said, Tatiana, if, whether you agree politically, whatever, everything else is that, 
you know, I, I treated Barack Obama no differently than I did Donald Trump. Okay. As much as I despise him, as much as, you know, getting politics aside, but to look at the 24 seven news cycle, the berates, everything and making these personal attacks, especially on her, you know, as a, as a female, as a working mom. And at that, that, uh, the news anchors correspondence dinner, whatever they had when, she was up there. She was ridiculed, personally attacked. Oh, they were horrible the to her. They were like oh, yeah. mean girls. It's disgusting. It's well, dumb. It's, it's just like, it's uncivilized. Am I? I don't like people being mean to each other in general. And I'm glad that she stood up for herself. I'm, I'm glad she went on the, on the attack. I'm, I'm glad yeah, that she said, yes, ridiculous. I do defend that. I do, def I do defend that what the president said about the media being the enemy of the people. That is the truth. It's an inconvenient truth that a lot of people don't want to hear. Uh, he just needs to get his daughter in line that she so she's on the same talking page as far as understanding because um, unfortunately i think ivanka is more concerned about her political future right now uh well, than anything kind of annoying i don't know she's um she's done like my favorite part so far i don't know you know what trump is such a wild card i'm just glad it feels like something's happening with him the other presidents are just like slobs and just like a slow miserable decline toward death at least with him it's like ah maybe we'll die fast or maybe it'll end up okay, you know? <laughs> Wild card. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, guys, listen, I got I to gotta get running because I've got a, a meeting with my team in a little while. But um, I don't know. Anything else that we should talk about before I see you at my show next Thursday, August 9th at Rockwood in New York City <laughs> at 7 p.m.? <laughs> For my birthday because it's going to really upset me if you don't make no, no it. Pressure. Yeah. Wow. I'm bad. Um, no, I don't know. That's it. I'm glad we got a chance to hang out. Let's let's try and schedule you guys on on the Tatiana show. And if you want, I'll introduce you to uh, to Kevin. I bet you, if you guys are interested in the CBD stuff, that he can talk about that, and you probably find him to be very informative. Awesome. Um, plus, he's super cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If people want to hang with me, they can go to cryptomediahub.com if you have like a crypto business and you want to work with us. Um, TatianaRose.com. You can find all my events and stuff, and the TatianaShow.com has all my podcast action. Perfect. Great. Thanks, dude. And Steve. with that being said, rock and roll. That's it. Over and out, folks. Take it away. Later. Bye.